Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code Absolute DGEN to claim a deposit match up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody, Arch here, and it is Monday morning. Maximilian, what is going on? Nothing much. We had another exciting week of NFL. Um, mm. Lots of things to talk about, lots of things to get into. A busy weekend in general of sports. Uh, my, my extra point today is not dedicated to the NFL. I think Ooh. Arch knows where my extra point will probably be dedicated to a sport that I had no reason uh, betting on. And. Uh, for for good reason we'll, we'll get into that but yeah um exci- exciting uh week 12 i mean lots of cool stuff to talk about i'm interested to hear what panther and rich have to say about it too yeah what's going on sex panther i would, would have been interested to see if his extra point would have been sarah fuller but she didn't kick one because they can't score but <laughs> uh god what another shitty day i i guess i ended up four and four yesterday but um, man, some of those games, I'm just, I go back and I look at my sheet of what I picked and what I did. Like, wait, what the fuck were you thinking? And, and part of it is because I always, I'm always after Max and sometimes I buy into his sh- shit. And what the, what the hell is that? What are you talking about? Your fault. Wait, wait, wait. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let's pause right here. Arch, how did oh, Max my- do yesterday? No, stop, stop, stop. How did, how did Max do betting yesterday, Arch? Uh, let's see. Just yesterday or the week? Do you want Thursday included? Include Thursday too. Three and zero. Thank you. And one and one because I had a push. Oh, yeah, I don't count pushes. Sorry. Three zero. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. There you go. So, so Panther, my my shtick. You buy into that, and yet you do four and four. I I don't get it. I don't get math. I'm sorry. Just one. Just one particular game. One particular game. One particular team. My team. I wish you guys would just stop convincing me the fucking Raiders are good. Can we just stop that, please? That's all I ask. Stop that the Raiders are good. Thanks. The Raiders aren't as bad. I didn't. I, I didn't bet on them. The, the Raiders weren't as bad as they looked yesterday. Maybe they're not as good as they look when they play the Chiefs. They're somewhere in between there. They're somewhere in there, in between there, and they'll probably miss the playoffs. And you know what's going to be interesting? That Patriots beating the Ravens is going to come back and cost the Ravens. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> that is going to come back and cost the Ravens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get them in here, Rich. You're never influenced by anyone. Never do I succumb to peer pressure ever, 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 ever. Now, it was a tough day of watching football for me. I'll talk a little bit about it later on, but sometimes I really wonder what people are thinking when they're uh, head coaches. Just you, you shake your head after a play and you're like, what in the hell were you thinking? But uh, I guess there are, no, uh, <laughs> there are no requirements for coaches. No, there isn't. All right, Max, I know you got some points to get to. Panthers got some points. Let's get to it. What do you got? All right, cool. Max's NFL Week 12 recap. We'll start with the touchdown. If you guys aren't familiar with that, I will go over six points, and then I will go for an extra point, or if I'm feeling up to it, I will go for two. 
Point number one, we'll call this one no QB in Denver. And Broncos were forced to start practice squad wide receiver Kendall Hinton at their quarterback due to COVID-19 violations by all of their quarterbacks. QB Jeff Driscoll apparently tested positive. And the other three quarterbacks on the team were in a QB meeting with him not wearing masks, which is a violation of the NFL protocols. After a failed attempt by the Denver Broncos to get a quality control coach approved to start the game at QB, uh, basically the league said, no, nah, we don't want teams stashing players as coaches, which I get. Uh, the Broncos were then forced to go with Hinton, who was one for nine for 13 yards and two interceptions. In fact, at, at most points of the game, they were just doing direct snaps to the running backs. And uh, it was just it was brutal to watch. The NFL also refused the request by the Broncos to move the game to Tuesday to give them a couple of extra days to see if their quarterbacks would test negative. So to me, it just it seems like the league was using the Broncos as an example here. They are repeat offenders. If you remember, uh, I always mess it up as a Vic Fangio, Nick Fangio, Vic, whatever the hell his name is. He, he was caught without a mask earlier in the season, so they got fined. So they repeat uh, offenders, uh, which may, leads me to believe that if you are a betting man, I would eye up every single team that is following the protocols the best that they can to a T and just place a wager on them to make the Super Bowl. Because call it a conspiracy theory or just a gut feeling here. I think the league has drawn a line in the sand when it comes to this mask stuff, and those who cross it are going to pay, and those who adhere to it, I'm not going to say get special treatment, but we'll see. I I, I just have a feeling that the teams that don't get these uh, violations will be at, at the end of the road. Point number two, keeping on the theme of conspiracy theories, let's call this conspiracy in Jacksonville. The Jaguars almost beat the Browns yesterday, and I know Rich has a point or two about why he thinks that the Browns almost lost that one. Cleveland did manage to win the game, 27-25. It was scary for a while. And then shortly after the game, the Jaguars fired their general manager, Dave Caldwell. Uh, The timing of it just seemed odd, right? They were already guaranteed a losing record on a year that's really, you know, nothing that, that Caldwell can do now, right? He can't make any moves from here on out. He can't make any trades, really. So it could be that the Jags want to start the process now of finding the new GM, finding, finding whoever. But, I mean, with teams fighting for playoffs, it just seems odd. I don't know if, they, if starting early is going to help them find their GM of the future. The only thing I can think of is, is just that the, this close loss was a wake-up call to ownership to remind them that they need to finish with one win. They, can, they can't win any more games. <laughs> they have to finish with one win to guarantee a top two pick. Because even if they don't get Trevor Lawrence, there's a, there's a nice number two consolation prize there too at quarterback. So maybe Caldwell wasn't towing that line. He got the ax as a result. Or maybe he just sucks at his job and deserves to be fired. You decide. You decide. Point number three, Giants win, Giants lose. New York Giants beat the Bengals yesterday, but it wasn't Daniel Jones who led them to the complete victory. Jones suffered what they are calling a pretty bad hamstring injury. That, that's a medical term, people. A pretty bad hamstring injury that could cause him to miss some time. The NFC East leading Giants will now need to make do with Colt McCoy at the quarterback. I think Colt McCoy, I think he played for the Washington football team, and now he's trying to hold off the Washington football team as the division champs. Giants play the Seahawks next week. They have yet to beat a team with a winning record. I think the one thing you can say about McCoy over Jones is he's got some steadiness to him, right? He could actually maybe help the Giants this season, 
but I think playing time for Jones is critical to his development. But if you're if you if the Giants right now, you just gotta wonder like, did they miss Eli? Did they miss Eli? I mean, <laughs> he's just had that streak of just not missing games. It was it was like clockwork. Eli was there; he wasn't gonna be injured. So uh, that's something to consider. Point number four, not to not to throw this in Panthers' face because I never do that. Don't bury the hoodie. Oh. <laughs> Yesterday showed that the hoodie is not dead, much like a villain in a horror film. He just refuses to die. Uh, you could tell that Kyler Murray was favoring his sore shoulder. But at the end of the game, it just seemed like some steady play, some smart decision-making by the Patriots and a 50-yard field goal kept the Patriots' playoff hopes alive for now and, and kind of put a roadblock in Arizona's playoff hopes as well. Uh, Cam Newton, once again, looked terrible as a quarterback, but pretty good as a running back. The special teams played a good role in this victory as well. I think the Pats got really good uh, field position from their, uh, you know, the kickoff returns and their punt returns uh, shortened the field a lot. So they didn't really have to put up a lot of yards because the field tend to be sh- a little bit shorter for them. And I know the Pats have an outside chance of making the playoffs, but it is a shot nonetheless. So don't bury the hoodie just yet. Point number five. Yes. Now I remember the Titans. Uh, Tennessee annihilated the number one defense in the league yesterday. Derrick Henry ran for 178 yards, three touchdowns. Titans beat the Colts 45 to 26. Phillip Rivers yet again with an interception to add to his stat history. Uh, almost has enough, many of his interceptions as he has children. It was the Titans defense against the rush that kind of looked like the dominant defense between these two teams. Now the Titans have the AFC South in their grasp. It's a kind of a mixed bag of a remaining schedule for them. Two easily winnable games and three somewhat winnable games. They got the frauds in there. They got the Texans in there. They got the Browns in there. So uh, they, they they could could win possibly all five. Uh, Colts similar situation, but I think they have a little bit of a harder path than the Texans. They do have the Steelers in the way. They've got the bipolar Raiders team who got their asses beat yesterday as panther alluded to and they have the texans twice so uh, right now it looks like the titans have have the chance to win the afc south uh, and uh yeah colts man number one defense in the league point number six goff fuck yourself uh the rams lost to the 49ers again making it a season sweep and four straight losses to the niners Rams had just another poor outing by Jared Goff. The Goff bot tossed two interceptions, squandered a solid defensive outing by Aaron Donald and crew. Sean McVay, after the game, said that turnovers at the QB spot, and that was very vague of him. I wonder who we could be talking about. Turnovers at the QB spot are costly to the team. No shit, really. You know, I have not held back my thoughts on Jared Goff and he is the proverbial cold shower to the Rams fans. Just when you think the Rams are clicking, looking like a Super Bowl contender, Goff pops in his goofy fucking face and reminds us that a Super Bowl win is probably not possible unless they make a switch at QB. Extra point. I mentioned this earlier. Nothing to do with football here. It's a lesson in betting sports when you have no clue about said sport. Last week, I think it was the Friday show, we were discussing a former basketball player, Nate Robinson. He'd be fighting a boxing match, quote-unquote, against YouTube star Jake Paul. I had been reading for months now, it seems like, about how Nate was waking up early, he was training, he was getting into his body into fighting shape. Well, apparently that training did not actually include training for actual boxing. Because for all of Jake Paul's trash talk, 
The dude showed up in condition and he knew how to box. Nate, on the other hand, he flailed around for about one and a half rounds before Paul literally KO'd Nate. If you have not seen this knockout, find it on YouTube or just go to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. I believe uh, Rich had posted what that knockout looked like. He, he was out. I thought he was dead. I was <laughs> messaging with Arch. I'm like, I think Nate Robinson is dead. It's going to be meme-worthy for years, really. Uh, if if you're a listener of the show and you listen to the very, very end very, very like after post credits, Arch sometimes throws in a stinger, and the one on Friday had me backtracking away from me <laughs> after watching video of of Paul boxing. I was like, man, he's he actually he has got some skill. It didn't deter me from actually throwing some action on Nate. It was plus two fifty on Saturday, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll throw fifty bucks on Nate. Why not? Um, Ten seconds into the fight, I regretted it. It was a mistake. Uh, lesson learned here. I beforehand, I should have found footage of Nate sparring. Just to see what he looked like, but oh my god, I when I fight my heavy bag, I protect my head more than Nate Robinson protected his head in this fight. Uh, not good at all. I'm gonna leave the boxing picks to Rich, and that's it. I'm done. That was my extra point and Max's touchdown for the week. All right, Panther, how was your weekend? Uh, mediocre, I guess we'll call it mediocre. But I, I will, I will agree. It's going to be funny. Max did hit on something though. Those Nate Robinson memes. I don't know if you guys are on Facebook as much as I am, but they had a picture of Tyson and Jones fighting, and they had they still had Nate on the ground. They're like, he's still <laughs> laying there. Like, this shit is so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh god uh we got panthers points to ponder i'm actually giving it a name i i woke up late stayed up till one in the morning so we'll blaze through these uh this is where max gets his 80 percent because i'll take about five percent uh as he touched on patriots aren't dead i keep trying to bury the fucking hoodie but he keeps finding ways to win the deck stacked against them three of their last five are against playoff teams but teams like the ravens and the raiders are making it interesting so we'll We'll see, but uh, might have buried the Patriots a little too early. They're not dead. Point number two, as we touched the Broncos, they, this is the most interesting thing. Okay, so the, the passing, they went one for nine, one completion, two interceptions. I'm thinking this has got to be some kind of NFL record. No, it, it happened in 1998 where there was more INTs than completions. I would have I would have lost that bet. <laughs> I would have never saw that coming. Um, but really, you know, this is a betting show. We talk about betting. I was all over that game uh, with with the six points. And when they said no quarterbacks for Denver, I hope everybody just raced to their bookie, my bookie, whatever bookie, and placed money on New Orleans because that was about as free of a game as you're going to get. Uh, point number three, as I alluded to. Um, God damn these fucking Raiders. I, I know Max feels his pain with his Rams sometimes, but the Raiders, they tease you with these games against the Chiefs, and then they go lay a damn egg with five turnovers, five sacks, 243 total yards against a team that's supposed to be really, really bad. And they really haven't been. The Falcons have been really, really good um, since they fired Dan Quinn. They, Except for that Todd Gurley, oops, I'm trying not to score, score. They probably be banging in the uh, playoff hunt here as well. I think Raheem Morris might have his job. That's kind of where I am uh, uh, with, with that. Uh, point number four, there's all this talk about elite defenses. We just need to stop it. They're, they might have some good defenses against bad opponents, but Indianapolis got ran. Tampa, 
I mean, they, they came back on offense, but that first quarter, I thought Tyreek Hill could go for a thousand yards receiving. He had no answer, but man to man against Tyreek Hill. It's not a good plan. Chicago, as good as their defense has been all season, just ran into a dump truck last night with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball wherever he wants. So I'm still, when I'm looking at these bets, I'm looking at these games, I'm still looking at quarterbacks, offenses, and I'm pretty dismissive of the defenses because of things like that. Uh, Max touched on it, 25, the Titans being back. Henry looks unstoppable, and, and that is the difference for Tennessee, right? If you get Henry going, then you don't put as much pressure on Tannehill. He doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times. It opens up the passing game, uh, in which Brown looked fantastic yesterday. They uh, Henry looked fantastic. They, this is in Davis, obviously. So they got the, probably the quietest two wide receivers in Davis and Brown that nobody really talks about, but they're as explosive and dependable as anybody in the league. This Tennessee team is dangerous, and they might be peaking at the right time. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, point number six, I kind of actually already covered it. It was about Raheem Morris. I think he has earned that An Atlanta job. I, I really believe that uh, that should be the play. And point number seven, sudden, I thought the NFC was done, right? That we, We're just kind of finishing out the season. NFC's done. But now the Vikings are making it interesting. They won a game they probably should have lost. Arizona is now losing games that they are supposed to win. And you've got yourself a little battle, at least for the seven seed. And if Tampa don't get their heads out of their ass, they might be down there as well. But um, finally, it's a little playoff action to watch in the NFC. And those are Panthers points to ponder. All right. Richard. After that, I'm having a hard time finding the unmute button. Um, ah. So let me say, if I ever put the words Derek Carr and fantasy together again, 
Somebody please send Javier Bardem his coin and his cow killing device to my house. Arizona and the uh, Cleveland Browns. Stefanski and Kingsbury. Why, why don't coaches have to take the wonder lick? <laughs> Arizona is, and I understand this, three seconds to go in the first half. You're at the one-yard line. It's fourth and one. And you say, okay, let's try to maybe put this game away. So what do you do? You run Kenyon Drake. He gets stuffed. And you go to halftime and you give New England some momentum. Fast forward, it's about a minute and a half left to go in the game. It's third and one. You need one yard. So what does Kingsbury do? He runs Kenyon Drake, who gets stuffed. You know, I'm going to outsmart the hoodie by doing what I did before. There's no way he's going to be ready for it. Then your kicker goes ahead and he misses the field goal. To be fair, it was an awful penalty on Isaiah Simmons. Clearly, um, Cam was inbounds when he got hit. Should not have been a penalty by by even their own definition. So why don't they just put uh, two-hand touch vests on quarterbacks going forward? But I don't know that he's any smarter than um, or less smart than Stefanski in Cleveland. You have um, – you hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. He gains five yards. So you're three yards from the end zone, and what do you do? You let Baker – I don't know where my receivers are – throw the ball twice, and you kick field goals. And at the end of the game, when you consult it away, you hand off the ball to Kareem Hunt. You have a monster in the backfield named Nick Chubb, who's averaging like 13 yards a carry, and you hand it off to Kareem Hunt, best known for kicking people. <laughs> so I guess you got to add um, Indianapolis's defense to the top of the fraud list. <laughs> the, uh, they, they're no good. Jacksonville getting the number two pick. I don't know about that, Max, if Justin Fields is a good consolation prize or not. I'm not sold on him. I think that it's – I would rather have the kid from BYU. But then again, I haven't taken the wonder lick either, so I'm not sure. I think the 49ers might be the best team in the NFC if they were still healthy. But unfortunately for them, they haven't had COVID problems. They've had injury problems. And finally, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. And that whole fiasco that was – Boxing on Saturday night. I'm not quite sure if that's air quotes, air quotes there, Rich. Yes, boxing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between um, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., they were hugging so much. I was wondering if uh, Brokeback Boxing was going to break out. And then uh, Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Look, I'm 54 years old. I tell you right now, if either one of you guys are listening, give me a 10 week training camp and I'll knock you both the fuck out back to back. And uh, that's my thoughts for the day. You're knocking out Tyson and Roy Jones? No, no, not Tyson. Jake Paul and, uh, and, and Nate Robinson. Oh, Tyson, I don't know. He, he's, he, he, he was taking it easy on Roy Jones. You could tell. He was only throwing a couple, and then they would hug, and then he wasn't hitting him as hard as he could. Roy Jones doesn't have anything left. Nothing. No. Absolutely but nothing. The judges said draw, Rich. It was a draw. Yeah, it was a draw. Vinny Panzienza, he's a CTE sufferer. He's the one that everybody was criticizing. He got hit too many times in the head. He's He was a boxer kind of like Nate Robinson that used his chin for defense. Hmm. What else you got? Is that it? That's pretty much it. Well, now Ben Cartledge might not be the worst judge in uh, combat sports. <laughs> You'd have to listen to the uh, UFC show. UFC to show to get yes. that joke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. We're going to kick in. We're going to go to the Monday night football game and we're going to bet it. But first, Max. A word from our sponsors. There it is. Uh, 
uh, yeah, our sponsor is my bookie. It's the it's the place that took my my bet on the Nate Robinson <laughs> fight over the weekend. <laughs> uh, whether you are new to online sports betting or a season pro, my bookie strives to create the absolute best online betting experience for all of their customers. So easy to use if you. <laughs> If you want to bet Nate Robinson like an idiot, you can do it. A few clicks away on your phone or your computer. You deserve to bet with the best. Head over to mybookie.ag. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDJ and claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000. It is a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start to a winning season. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDJ. And when you claim your bonus when you make your deposit, sign up today. Be ready for some Monday night football, which I believe we're about to talk about. We are just about to talk about. You know, Max, uh, that's not your worst boxing bet. When you were convinced Apollo Creed was going to beat uh, Ivan Drago, that was probably your word. Listen, hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you uh, the, ever seen the movie Dirty Work, but I think uh, uh, the the father lays a bet on Rocky to lose against uh, <laughs> uh, against Clubber, Clubber Lang uh, in the second fight. <laughs> Rocky three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's not the father it's the doctor it's a, it's, a, it's a chevy chase chevy chase uh, makes oh. this bet and they're like you bet against rocky and he's like hindsight is twenty twenty, my friend <laughs> that's good really good a lot of obscure movie references today and no uh no country for old men being thrown out by rich mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. We, we've had a few good men over the weekend i mean this this is not just the porky's reference show anymore right Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, we I'm... only watch the good ones uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought those were all from porky's yeah. <laughs> We're going to Rocky's hometown, Philadelphia. Seattle is flying out there. It opened up Seattle minus five and a half. Now it's six and a half. Most books, my book is giving you or making you take seven. You know, if the Eagles planned on showing up for the season, this would be the game to do it in. As of now, it has not looked great for them. Uh, Carson Wentz has 14 interceptions and 10 fumbles. That leads the league in both categories. Do you know the last time that that happened, ladies and gentlemen, and who the quarterback was? Daniel Jones last year. <laughs> Close. 2015, Mr. Blake Bortles. Oh, I thought it was golf when, last night. Oh, yeah. Close. Uh, when 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 your name is in Blake Bortles mentioning, that is never <laughs> a good look for you. Defensively, the Eagles have not been that bad. I mean, they are top six in passing yards allowed per game. Darius Slay has been a great addition to that team. And I think he's going to get matched up against DK Metcalf. If you guys remember uh, the Eagles and the Seahawks met, was it last year in the playoffs and, and Metcalf just absolutely destroyed the Eagles. So you can imagine that Slay is going to get assigned to him tonight. Uh, where the Eagles can be exploited is on the ground. So I expect Seattle to run the ball a lot, especially if they have a healthy Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson as expected. I think the pressure is on Seattle to win this one. They need to keep some distance from the Rams. The Rams who, I don't know if I mentioned it, squandered a fucking winnable game yesterday. Uh, The Seahawks have the easiest record from here on out, and they should really win this one. Now, is this the game that Wentz silences his critics and puts up some big numbers against a bad Seattle secondary? Let's just say if he doesn't, I expect Jalen Hurts to be the starter by next week. Hurts has already gotten first-team reps during practice this week. The microscope is squarely centered on Wentz to perform tonight. I do have Seattle winning this one handily, but I cannot trust them. And Panther, if you were not aware, road favorites were 2-4-1 and one against the spread yesterday. <laughs> so, 
just be careful about betting this one. Uh, I will lean the Seahawks here again. Like I do have them routing the Eagles, but I cannot trust them at all. Uh, yeah. I, what am I? What am I supposed to say about those road favorites? Fuck them. Um, <laughs> it's not Sunday. We got a whole nother. Here's the, Seattle's two and three on the road. So they, they have all three of their losses have been on the road. Um, it's kind of hard to count the Eagles wins, but two of their three wins have been at home. Uh, you know, the thing about the Seahawks, we beat up on their defense, but three of their last four games, they've actually played pretty well. They gave up 21 against Arizona, 23, even in a loss to the Rams. Uh, and then 27 to the 49ers. And so that's actually pretty good for as far as Seattle's defense is concerned. The Eagles, God, I hate, I hate throwing teams in comparison with the Bears, but that's about where they are on the offense. Like their offense has such a limited ceiling. And a lot of that has to do with Carson Wentz. They can't complete drives because, well, almost half their drives seem to end in a turnover. Um, because he's so bad. So I look the Eagles, if they're going to get their average, you know, 22 points per game, then I think the Seahawks cover. I think this is one of those situations where Seattle is just able to score more than Philadelphia. But the thing that frustrates me from yesterday is I had that on a few games and they just didn't cover. Um, I, I want to bet it, but I can't. So I'm just going to lean it. I, I'm going to lean the Seahawks here. I think a touchdown is just about right. So if it's six and a half, I would probably lean Seattle. If it's seven, I would probably lean uh, Philadelphia. If it's six and a half, you would? If it's six and a half, I'm going to lean the, uh, the the road favorite. Okay. You know, these two teams played twice last year, and the score was 17 to 9 in both games. And they've played eight times, I think, or nine times since 2007. And Seattle's won seven of eight of them. So it's, it's pretty clear that Seattle has the edge on Philadelphia. But I think that number seven is just like right about in the right place. So at six and a half, I'll lean the road dog. I won't bet them out. My my nuts hurt from yesterday. All right. I'm going to lean Seattle here too. They should win. They should cover by almost every single metric I have. I just don't quite trust them with that six and a half. If it was four, (laughs) that's a different different story. But six and a half, it's a little bit too many. So I'm just going to lean Seattle minus the six and a half. Uh, your total in this one is, it was 44 and a half. Let's refresh real quick, see if it's changed. Really? Well, it's way 49. off. Yeah. 49. 49. Yeah. It must be a typo on my part. Probably. Yeah. Usually is. So it's <laughs> open to 53 and now it's 49. Yeah. I mean, I, I have this going over. I, I, my, my metrics say Seattle 33, Eagles 22. Uh, we know Seattle can give up some points, give up some, some yardage in the air. Uh, you think that, you know, Wentz can stumble into a couple of touchdowns there fine and seattle's probably gonna get theirs but i'm nervous i'm nervous about this over i'm going to lean the over i can't actually bet it because of that what i just said is like if seattle decides to just run the ball over the eagles i i think it's going to be a lower scoring game so again my metrics say everything that this should be an over but i i wouldn't touch it i would not touch this over especially if it's trending down like that mm, mm-hmm. don't like it at all yeah, if you look at their their recent history, so the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, their last four games would have been under. Uh, you had to go back to the Baltimore Ravens for for a game to get over forty nine. And like I said, the Seahawks defense has been playing 
pretty well. They'd been 49 against Arizona and only 39 when they played the Rams. So this, you would think over, right? Seattle, Philadelphia, you would think over, but the, the trends lately and the fact that Philadelphia plays pretty good defense against the pass makes me inclined to lean the under here. Well, like Max, I have the same total, I, except it's just a little bit different between what the two scores are. I have them scoring combined for 55. But looking at their past history, I don't think they've ever gotten a, a above 50, maybe once in the eight times that they played. And then today, which has been a factor a couple times this year, it's raining in Philadelphia. It's going to rain all day and can be raining heavily during the game. So I think that might make for a very difficult scoring conditions. Although my system says the uh, over is the the play, I'm just going to lean the under because of the weather. Ooh, Rich fading his system. I think that might be a good move, huh? I'll lean the under too. Uh, it's right, right there. I have it almost exactly 49 points. So I'm just going to ever so slightly nudge to the under. I liked a lot better at 53 though. Ooh, boy. I gotta say, Pan- Panther. You know, he, he on on Saturday he, he mentioned how Arch just like throws these daggers out and then does not give a, an opportunity for someone to respond. I saw Rich's mic unmute to rebut, and Arch just kept going and didn't give Rich a chance. So, See, Rich, I'm going to give you the chance oh, now. If you want to- <laughs> That's all right. I have I have nothing to say. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't complain about talk time. I don't do any of that stuff. I'll yeah. I just do what I do. <laughs> I don't complain about talk time at all. No, I, I don't need to complain about talk time. Arch is the guy that puts three animals in a cage and then starts poking them with a stick. That's what Arch is. That's true. That is true. That's what I like to do. All right. We talked about the Monday night football game. We talked about everything that happened on Sunday and a little bit of stuff that happened on Saturday, Max. But I think that is it. That is it. The show is knocked out, much like Nate Robinson. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Support Degeneracy by going to the DGEN shop. Buy our ugly Christmas sweaters and all of our merch to help us keep the lights on around here. Make sure to download the DGEN's app for Android or iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtail, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, hi, rate, and comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. Man, I'm just happy this past weekend's over. I felt a little bit like Derek Carr. Just fumbling things away right and left. But we're back to a new week. I'm looking forward to some new picks. I should have something today for the English Premier League. So make sure you head over to the website. Register so you can see it. A nice plus line. Panther, it's Monday. I think you're home. I think I'm starting to finally get in touch with your schedule. So, folks, before I go to off the Panther, make sure you tell your friends about us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. However it is you communicate, Panther, take us home. I am home. I think I'm off of here. I might go back to bed. I don't know. But um, yeah, you know, I was just thinking all of us lean Seattle. So DJs probably put a money line on the Philadelphia Eagles about how that shit goes on those KODs. Uh, let us know what you did on the app and, and the uh, website. Get on there and shoot shit with us, chat with us. Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. Don't get knocked out like Nate Robinson and make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.